Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey guys, welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast. This is episode 43. And if you have ever seen the movie The Motorcycle Diaries and liked it, you are in for a treat today because today's guest actually watched that movie and decided, you know what? I'm going to do that. And he literally has ridden his motorcycle across the world, like took it on a boat and everything. And so we're going to get to talk to him in, in a minute. His name is Leon Logothetis. And he used to be a broker in London and ended up with some crazy wanderlust and decided to take himself on the road a couple of times. He's done some pretty long trips and um, he has become a philanthropist upon along the way, which, which you're also going to hear about, which is pretty cool. And one more thing before we get into the interview, you're going to want to listen to the end because there is something special that Leon is giving away and there won't be just one. So make sure you stick around to the end so you can hear the details for that. And here we go with Leon. Hey, Leon, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am good. Is your last name pronounced Logothetis? That is correct. Okay. When you break it down, it's not so scary. I have the same kind of last name, so I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, your name Laulainen? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you okay. just kind of have to like spell it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm really curious to hear your story today because you have traveled around the world on a motorcycle. Is that correct? It is correct. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Where are you right now, actually? Right now, I'm in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Is that where you're living? Yeah, I live in LA. So why don't you tell us then first kind of your background? Like, where are you from? And what were you doing when you decided, you know, what made you decide to leave everything and take a motorcycle around the world? I just want to, I want to hear your story. So indulge us. Sure, sure. Well, I used to be a broker in the city of London. And um, I found myself really living someone else's life and uh, following someone else's dreams. Uh, I felt very disconnected, uh, very depressed, and really not living a full life. And I happened across the movie The Motorcycle Diaries, mm. which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara traveling around South America, relying on the kindness of strangers. And it was a for, to me, anyway, it was a very powerful movie, and it inspired in me the knowledge that uh, even though this was art, obviously, because it was a movie, mm -hmm. if he could go out and live this life, um, again, the romanticized version of Che, um, and be free and, and live his truth and, and, and change people's lives and be inspired, then why couldn't I? Mm -hmm. um, and I, the biggest motivator, obviously, you know, the film was the spark, but the biggest motivator was pain. You know, I, I was sitting behind this desk, which I liked to call a slab. 
<laughs> and I wasn't really, you know, connecting with my true sense of purpose. Uh, so I decided that I only had one life to live and that I was going to give it all up um, and go and travel around the world and connect and be inspired by the people that I met and if I could in some small way inspire others and uh, I, I never really looked back don't get me wrong it wasn't mm -hmm. a simple process but I, I certainly never um, wanted to sit behind a desk again mm -hmm. yeah I uh, I feel you there that's actually pretty fascinating though because I mean I know a lot of people especially if you're if you know people listening to this travel podcast they've seen the motorcycle diaries you know we've all watched it been inspired by it and it's just one of those movies it's like one of those travel movies you know but you actually watched it and said hey I can do that and that's kind of crazy to me especially you started in the UK didn't you well basically when I left my job as a broker I uh, traveled around the UK on five pounds a day mm -hmm. um uh, relying on the kindness of strangers. That was one of the first things I did. I also did it in America where I walked from Times Square to the Hollywood sign on $5 a day. And then I did it in uh -huh. Europe where I walked, well, walked, hitchhiked from um, the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow on five euros a day. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, and I started doing all these adventures. I did a lot of adventures. I started writing. I started uh, meeting people. I continued to travel. Um, and it was after I, I had already traveled quite extensively that I decided that I wanted to in some way recreate uh, the motorcycle diaries. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I purchased the vintage yellow motorbike and um, started my journey uh, where I traveled from L.A. all the way around the world back to L.A. Wow. So actually, so you had actually done a lot of traveling before then already. So were you basically counting on people to invite you to stay at their houses, to have dinner with them, that sort of thing? Yeah, basically the journey was um, I had my motorbike. Um, I had no money, no food, no place to stay, no gas. I relied entirely on the kindness of others. But it had a little bit of a twist. And the twist was that unsuspecting Good Samaritans received life-changing gifts now, I couldn't help everyone, but um, I tried my best to be of service to, to the people who, who uh, I felt needed it the most. Are you talking like undercover boss style? Pretty much. Oh, they had, my they, gosh. Really? Yeah. They had no idea uh, <sighs> that they would uh, receive something. Wow. That's incredible. How are you able to sustain this? Well, I used to be a broker. I made enough to keep me afloat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I also uh, ran a television production company for a few years. So you know, I, I've been very fortunate, and um, I try my best to uh, to share that fortune. Well, share my fortunateness. I think that I just made mm -hmm. up a word. That's with, okay. With people. <laughs> we do that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us some examples of both what how you were able to help some people and how they were able to help you? Absolutely. Um, one of my most favorite stories is I was in Pittsburgh and um, 
Uh, I was having some difficulties finding a place to stay, which, you know, I understand. It's completely understandable. There's no expectation. Why should you help me, really? Um, but I'm human. And uh, when you get rejected time and time again, it's not easy. Even though I put myself in this situation myself, it's still not easy. Um, and I, I, I went up to this chap and I asked him, I said, I was walking through the park and I said, hey, you know, I told him what my spiel. I'm traveling around the world, relying on kindness. Can I stay with you? And uh, he looks at me and he's like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. And, you know, in that moment, yeah, in that moment, I felt I felt a lot of shame because, yeah. you know, I was doing this social experiment. I have a home. I have a mm-hmm. I have I have money. I have, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that back home. But during this experiment, I didn't. But anyway, to to basically. So what happened was he said to me, look, I don't have a house, but if you want, you can come to my to my camp, which was basically a um, a sidewalk and you can stay with me tonight and I'll protect yeah I'll I'll protect you I'll feed you um he ended up giving me some clothes wow um and basically he did protect me a couple of things happened during the evening um and he he was a man who had nothing yet he gave everything you know in so many ways I've met so many penniless millionaires uh yet this man was a uh was uh, was the richest man I'd ever met. And he taught me that true wealth is not in our wallets, but it's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I, again, very fortunately and very I feel very honored, I was able to, uh, I took him uh, with the bike because the bike had a sidecar. Mm-hmm. And I said, take me somewhere where you felt really loved. And uh, he took me, he said, I, want, uh, I felt really loved at my school. I was like, really? Your school? All right. <laughs> so he took me to his school and I, uh, I, I told him, I said, look, you know, part of this journey is not just about me relying on the kindness of strangers. Part of this journey is about me um, giving back to some of those strangers. Um, and I ended up putting him up in an apartment and uh, sending him back to school where he's uh, learning be- to become a chef. Oh my gosh. Because that was his dream. Yeah. And um, That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was it was an amazing experience, and and, and he's always said because we're still friends. He's always saying to me, Leon, you changed my life, and I'm always saying to him, Tony, you changed my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I mean that because uh, sleeping on the streets of Pittsburgh with a man who who had such goodness in his heart opened up my heart. It just it just opened me up, and it, it made me realize that there was so much more to life than the pursuit of money that. Don't get me wrong, money is very important. And uh, if you don't have any, you, you're in survival mode, and I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. But but it's also very, very important to be rich in your heart. No kidding. It seems like you kind of, you really found the essence of the Motorcycle Diaries in that story especially. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's awesome that you're able to do that, really. What other stories do you have for us? Um, oh, how many hours do you have? To- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's just do story time. <laughs> Sto- story time, story time. Um, well, I have, uh, one of the stories I have is, um, obviously when you travel around the world for free on a motorbike, you need to cross oceans. Yeah. Um, so I, prior to leaving, one of the things I did spend money on cause I had to was visas. So mm. all my visas and then the bike had to have a carnet. Um, it's like a passport. So I spent money on that uh, prior to leaving. Um, but one of the things I had to do was I had to arrange for the bike to be shipped across the oceans. And I kept on calling all these container shipping companies and just shipping companies, and they would all say no. And and I was like, well, you know, if they all say no, then I can't 
I can't pull this off. But I finally found one that was willing to help me. And they, they took me across two oceans uh, for free with the bike. And it was just extraordinary. Wow. So you, with your bike, I mean, you you can't possibly be the only one who has thought about doing this. You've just really made it happen, which is kind of awesome. But I'm wondering if someone else were to watch Motorcycle Diaries, you know, and, and say, I want to do that. What what kind of logistics? I mean, you said you had to buy the visas and stuff like that. Um, what, what did it take, though? What would it take for someone if they were also, you know, had this crazy notion to do this? Would you encourage it? Or did you find that it was difficult? Or did you think it was rewarding enough? I mean, what do you think? Well, look, it was definitely rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely difficult. But uh, some of the most uh, beautiful things in life end up being the most difficult. Um, and and I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you should quit your job and get a yellow motorbike and go around the world. I mean, if you want to do that, then do it. Um, but there are ways that you can do it whereby it's not such a giant leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You, you can take baby steps. Um, if you have a motorbike, why not, you know, try and get from LA to, uh, I don't know, San Francisco for free mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, see the people that you meet, the connections that you make. Um, and it's also impossible. It's also important for people to, when you're, when they're helping you to kind of, to connect with you. I mean, it's very, very important. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of have a, have a story, have a, have a reason and, and be able to connect with the people that you meet because without that I would never have been able to uh, cross the world mm-hmm. you know did you find it difficult to connect with some people like oh, did a lot of people give you the cold shoulder absolutely yeah you know the majority of the time I received no's and like mm-hmm. I said earlier uh, I did this to myself but I'm still human and I get I have feelings and it hurt but uh, I, I did this to myself but you end up finding that one angel that one person who you just connect with on such a deep level and they're willing to be of service and they're willing to help and they want to be part of the adventure and they, they just, it just, it's just a beautiful when that happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Did you count on people for gas too? Everything. Everything. That's crazy. I can't believe it worked really. Like were you stuck in places for a long time? There were times when I was stuck, absolutely. Most yeah. most of the times I was stuck, it was actually in gas stations because getting oh. the gas was the most difficult thing hmm. um, because it's, you know, I, I'd have to wait by gas stations and, you know, people are in a hurry and it, it just, it wasn't my most favorite thing. Yeah. How long did you do this trip? How, how long did it take you? The trip the... Was, a, was about five months. Five months to go all the way around the world? Mm. That seems really quick. Yeah, to me. But if, wow. if you think of, if you think about it, um, the journey from LA to New York took me about twelve days. Mm-hmm. Then the journey from New York on the ship took about ten days. So that's already twenty-two days, and I'm in Europe. Mm. So, mm-hmm. and then I took a ship from Vietnam to Canada, which took about eighteen days. Wow. So, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a bit quick. I just kept on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any? Um, I want like bad. Did any bad situations come up? Did you find yourself, you know, in a sticky situation anywhere? 
Sure, absolutely. I, I remember I was in Lake Como, couldn't find a place to stay, so I ended up sleeping in the, the bike, and that happened multiple times. Um, I was in India, and the bike broke down a couple of times. Uh, I remember I was in an Indian town called Patna. Um, fortunately for me, but not so fortunately for others, uh, a bomb went off five days after I left Patna. Mm. Um, there was a typhoon that that, uh, that uh, was, you know, kept chasing me, but ended up, you know, obviously hitting hitting land and, and causing a lot of damage. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all hunky dory by any stretch of the imagination. Things didn't always go well. Mm-hmm. Things didn't always go well at all. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, I'm sure. I mean, you wrote the book about it. There has to be so many more stories about all the things that went right, you know, and and all the kindness that you were able to find in people. Absolutely. I mean, the, the kindness out, outshone the the not the non kindness. Yeah, ultimately. and enough that you actually you wrote a book about it, right? Yeah, the book is called the Kindness Diaries. The Kindness Diaries. So tell us about the book. What does it do? Does it does it doc? Does it take you through the trip, or is it more about the message? Or it's a bit of both, really. It's an mm-hmm. adventure travel memoir. So it basically explains the journey. And whilst I'm explaining the journey, I'm explaining, uh, you know, how I felt and the things that have uh, lifted me up in my life, the things that people that have inspired me, all these kind of things, how mm-hmm. I got to where I was. And and truly, the book's not just about kindness. The book is about living your dreams. Um, yeah. And it's, it's about the fact that if I can do it, anyone can do it. And uh, I have this philosophy, which is that one of the most important things is to find your passion. Now, finding your passion is not easy, uh, but once you do find your passion, it's important to live your passion. And once you live your passion, it's even more important to share your passion because mm-hmm. to live fully and not to share your, you know, your gifts, uh, whatever those gifts may be, I think is, is ah, it's, it's, not, it's not full living. You know, it's, we're, we're one. We're not, it's not I, it's we. It's also a waste of the gift. I think exactly. it's not exactly. just for you. I mean, the world needs people who have come alive with their passions. Mm, that's really powerful. I like that. That's what I think. <laughs> I think that's that's very true. Yeah, I love that though. I mean, that's um that's that's basically why I started my blog actually, you know, and the podcast is because this travel is my passion and I want to share that with people because I've learned what it has done to me what what it has the power the potential to do to someone and that's that's my passion you know yours might be different but once you find that you know don't be afraid to follow it i mean you were a broker in london and you left everything you had the comfort well maybe it was discomfort <laughs> but you know in your comfort zone and you took the leap and you got out and look at all this that has happened i mean it's there it's you know it's it's really inspiring i think yeah, and and I feel honoured when people say it's inspiring, and I always have to add that it's inspiring because, and I was able to do it because I met people who inspired me. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we need someone else just to give us a gentle nudge, um, because without that gentle nudge, we stay in our comfort zones and we don't, uh, you know, fully live. And we can see someone else who's fully living, and we're like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, if they can do it, then I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's truly what happened to me. I mean, I, I saw people living fully mm-hmm. through art, through real life. And I was like, I want some of that. 
you get it though. Like, yeah, that's so great. I mean, that's, I, this is why I want people to hear this, you know, because we all have it in us to find out what that is and to do it and to, to see that it works in other people around us and, and we can do it too. And we deserve to do it too. I mean, this is our life and you know, you can do what you want with it. And if something is saying, you know, you need to quit your job and get on a bike and go across the world. <laughs> like that might seem crazy to one person, but to somebody else, if that's, if that's their quest, if that's their passion, then they should do that. Follow it, you know, cause mm. you're going to deny yourself the rewards if you don't do it. I love that. <laughs> so Very what true. is, what is the kindness message that you wanted to, to send with, with the book and, and the, the journey, the experiment? What is the message? Truly, the message is about the healing power of human connection. And that is that so many of us feel unseen in life. We feel unheard. And I can relate to that because that's how I felt for many years, certainly as a kid, certainly as a young adult. And I've realized, especially on my journeys, how important it is to be seen and how important it is to see others. And that's the true magic. Really, if you think about it, the true magic in life is to be seen, to be heard, not in an ego- in a egoic sense, but in a uh, human sense, to be part of something, to be, to be understood, to be seen. To be recognized, yeah. Yeah, to be recognized. Yeah. So your book kind of sets that up and then takes people through your journey, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and you wanted to actually give away a copy of your book, which I think is awesome, um, to one lucky listener, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's do something fun with this, I think. What, how do you, you want to give it away? We should have people talk about something fun. What about if they tell us the kindest thing that anyone ever did for them? Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Let's have them do that in the comment section on the show notes page. Sure. And I'll give away five books. Five books. Oh, my gosh. You guys heard it. (laughs) Five books. And all you have to do is comment and say the kindest thing that someone else has ever done for you. Yes. That's awesome. You know what else too? I was looking at your website and do you, for every book you sell, you give one away to someone else? Yes. It's a, called buy one, send one free. Buy one, send one free. So, and does that person get to choose Yes. who you should send it to? That's really cool too. I mean, you know, it's more about the message than, than the money when you're doing something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So we're going to set that up on the show notes page and I'll put I'll make sure we have complete details for that at the end of this episode. Um, thank you for that. That's so generous. Um, it's a pleasure. On behalf of my audience, thank you. <laughs> so where are you off to next? What do you have next on the agenda? Next on the agenda is actually a trip from South Africa to Finland um, in a car. And there is a life-changing twist to that little journey, which uh, I'm keeping under wraps until I set off. Mysteries. <laughs> mysteries, mysteries. When, Life's mysteries. When does that start? It actually starts at the end of the year. The end of this year. So this is 2015. Yeah. So South Africa to Finland. I feel like I've heard um, your your roots sound sort of familiar to me. The long way round and the long way down. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> the long way up. Yeah. You're do. doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing it the opposite way. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> How fascinating, though. I just yeah. love the adventure side of it. Are you excited? Very much so. Yeah. What are What is it that you're doing in LA right now? Oh, I live here, so uh, you know, I, I I continue to write. I'm writing another book, um, okay. and uh, I just continue to try and live my life as best as I can. And in encouraging other people to do so as well. I love that. Yeah, if I can, if I can. Right. Well, it's not up to you. The outcome is not up to you. That is very true. You do your part and it's up to them to take, you know, what they will out of it. Very true. Yeah. Well, is there any last bit of advice that you would want to give to anybody traveling or anybody about kindness? The last bit of advice I'd like to give is from... Um, One of my heroes, Winston Churchill, I'd like to share two quotes. His first quote, never, never, never give up. Whatever Mm -hmm. is in your path, just do not give up. That has been one of my mantras in life. And uh, I've never given up. Yes, sometimes I've, you know, stopped, but um, I keep going. Um, Mm -hmm. So never give up. And the second one, again, is is Winston Churchill. And uh, he, he once said, if you find yourself walking through hell, keep walking. Um, and by that, he meant that, you know, sometimes bad things happen and they happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. And we just have to keep on going and we have to walk through it because at the other end is a, is a, is a much more beauty than whilst you're walking through the hell. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to stay there anyway. Get out no, of there. You don't want to stay there and you yeah. don't want to go back. Awesome. So do you have a blog as well or? I do have a blog. People can go to my website. Um, it's leonlogothetis.com. I know that's really difficult. I wish my name was simpler. <laughs> but it's basically L-E-O-N-L-O-G-O-T-H-E-T-I-S for sugar. I think it sounds a little more confusing than it looks. It, I think <laughs> once you get it, it, it doesn't seem that difficult. At least it sounds like it looks. Yeah, yeah. So you have a blog there. I know you have a show too, right? Is that still going? Uh, uh, One of the shows was the show when I walked across America. And the other show is for what I just did around the world. And that's coming out at the end of the year. You have so many projects going on. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Cool. So people can contact you there if they want to get a hold of you for anything and and follow what you're you're doing. And then... Uh Absolutely. And any questions they want to ask, I will answer every every question I receive. And in the meantime, you're going to give away five books. I am indeed. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. It's been great to get to know you a little bit then. And I wish you the best on all your adventures. Thank you for coming to share with us. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Leon Logothetis. And I hope you're excited to win a book because... We are now officially accepting entries for this book giveaway. If you go to the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 43, there is a comment section there. Just tell us what was the kindest thing that someone else ever did for you and you will automatically be entered to win. We're going to be announcing that in a week. So it's going to be April 9th. So you have through the end of the day on the 8th to get your entries in and don't be bashful. Get in there. There are going to be five winners. So your odds are pretty good. So yeah, we'll see you guys on the show notes page and definitely check out 
Leon's website if you guys want to follow him and his adventures. And thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.